1: Inside sources with Boyd Metheson on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you're having a fantastic Monday. Kids back in school. If you missed the uh, first hour of the program, we uh, we got off to a fast start today. We had uh, Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox uh, joined us from uh, down in Orem. Senator Mitt Romney joined us here live in studio at KSL, is now uh, upstairs with the Deseret News editorial board. And then we had Luz Escamilla join us, uh, talk about her uh, path to victory in November and uh, the results uh, in the mayor's race and what that will look like and shape up to be uh, just a, a fantastic race. I think it's going to be an elevated conversation uh, between Luz Escamilla and Aaron Mendenhall. I, uh, I'm looking forward to that post-Labor Day when we can really get into the meat of some of the issues that are facing the city and our future. There's a lot of opportunity ahead, but there's a lot of tough decisions to be had. And who's willing to have that conversation and how, I think, is going to be really significant. Also, just interesting to note, uh, just looking at our text line, uh, as always, it it comes across the board and uh, on the Utah Community Credit Union text line, which you can always weigh in on five seven five zero zero. And I think already it's only Monday, and I've already uh, been called out uh, as a far right Trump supporter and a far left uh, liberal anti-Trumper. Uh, so all of that just uh, in the first hour of the program. So I think I think we will choose to be an equal opportunity offender today, uh, and that's just fine. Uh, the most important thing is we're going to talk about principles. Uh, the principles that actually matter, the principles that can actually unite uh, the country. Uh, And even had one uh, texter talk about uh, integrity and compromise, because I I do love this phrase, uh, and it just shows how you you can't take things too literally or to too extreme or to only hear what you want to hear uh, because it prevents you from actually getting to the, the real conversation. And to me, there is integrity Uh, in compromise. Uh, And actually, if you take that out a little bit in terms of an analogy, uh, you could say, well, an alloy, which is a much stronger metal, uh, would be produced by not having just one uh, ingredient in the mix, uh, but having multiple elements in, which requires some compromise. Uh, And that becomes a great strength. And then you can have integrity within that structure uh, which is uh, real critical, but we'll we'll save that debate for uh, for another day because I do want to get to this conversation that we've been having and that KSL and uh, Deseret News continue to have this week, and that is the importance on on mental health, especially as our young people head back to school. The junior high and high school kids, in particular, uh, face enormous pressure, a lot of stress and anxiety. Uh, and we wanted to get to what are some of the real critical pieces to this puzzle? How do we do two things? One How do we make sure we're assessing properly what's going on with our kids? What needs uh, professional help and what is just teenage activity? Uh, And then number two, how do we actually build resiliency in our kids? Because it's critical as well. So, obviously, school's getting back in. Most mm-hmm. Utah teens will be in school this week. What are some of the things yeah. that parents should be watching for as we head back into the stress and anxiety that is school?
2: Right. You know, I think it's such a stressful time for parents just as much as it is for kids right. because we're worried about how our kids are going to feel and how their school day is going to go, and and it can be just a crazy time for all of us. So I think something that is important to remember is that it is an anxious time. It is totally normal to have some of these emotions Mm -hmm. that are kind of triggered at this time. But something that can kind of help us, some clues that can kind of help us decide if this is a problem or not is intensity, frequency, and duration. If our children are responding in a way that seems just really, really strongly intense, Mm -hmm. their tantrums just feel like they have a little bit more power to them, that's a huge sign. Um, The frequency of those, if they're refusing school on a daily or weekly basis, um, that's And that's increasing, that's a problem. And if the duration of these episodes are increasing rather than decreasing. You know, you might expect a kid to, on the first day of school, maybe have a problem getting there for a little bit of time. But if that increases every day after they're being exposed to that, that can be a problem.
1: Okay. And I think it's really important for parents to to recognize that intensity, that frequency, and then duration. Uh, Because sometimes it's hard for parents to really sort through, what's the difference between my teenager being a teenager, (laughs) maybe procrastinating, be a little lazy, sleep, been a lot. Yeah. Uh, what's, how do you really differentiate between that?
2: Well, I think it's important for us to, to kind of take a step back and remember what it was like to be a teenager ourselves and, mm-hmm. and recognize that they have to formulate their own identity during this time. They need that space. They need the ability to be able to figure out who they are. Those cues are data sets that we can use to kind of Help ourselves with our own worries about Mm -hmm. our kids to kind of say okay is this a problem that's a big deal or is this just something that's happening kind of sporadically
1: yeah I think that's so important just to one be aware of some of those things and again I'm going to Mm -hmm. remind everyone intensity Frequency and duration, duration are a good way to tell the difference between what's normal stress for a, a teenager at school yeah. and something that might need some more professional help.
2: Right, exactly. And, and just think of ourselves. Like If we are at work and we're having problems at work and, and those problems are increasing and every mm. single day we start to kind of avoid and not want to go to work and dread it and the duration of, duration of those episodes are increasing, mm-hmm. think about that in, in relation to our kids. Yeah. So we it's okay to have these emotional outbursts it's okay to feel stress it's okay to feel all of these emotions right but when they're increasing in this particular data set that's when it's a problem
1: very good now I want to shift to how do we help our children become more resilient and let's look at a couple of of really key uh, tips and strategies uh, in terms of getting to that resiliency quotient I think that's one of the real critical skills for kids in the world today Uh, so give us a couple things in terms of how do we develop resiliency
2: right I, I think resiliency leads to capability. So you're going to see me mention that word a lot because feeling capable I feel like is the most important human emotion Mm -hmm. that we can experience. And so how do we help our kids feel capable? Well, first of all, we don't fix everything for them. That's a huge (laughs) thing. It's so hard to do, right? When they come home with a story and -and so-and-so was mean to them or a teacher didn't treat them fairly, we want to just kind of rush in and fix that for them. But there are some, there are four things that we can really do to help instill this into our children. And the first thing is to not project our own worries on them, to create plans and not worries. So when we're like a little bit stressed that our kid doesn't have any friends and they may not have anybody next to them in the lunchroom, rather than say, hey, are you worried about lunch today? Say something like, hey, how can we create a plan for you to have conversations? How can we you know, find some friends for you on the playground so that you have somebody next to you on the yeah. lunchroom. Um, the second thing is low pressure opportunities, man. Nobody likes to be grilled. As much as we love to grill, <laughs> right? We want our kids to be Isn't that what to the dinner something. table is for? Yes. Is yeah. you know, I mean, we want them to see something other than, I don't know, I don't know, it was good, fine, it was fine. <laughs> fine. You fine. know? <laughs> but the problem is, I think we are approaching it the wrong way. We need to find mm-hmm. these kind of just natural occasions yeah. to chat with our kids. I find driving in the car is super important time to talk to my teenager. Yeah. She's pretty guarded and if I can get her in the car and we've got music playing and we're driving somewhere that she yeah. wants to go, the mood is low. Natural. Yeah, it yeah. feels good. So That's low pressure opportunities.
1: Okay, uh, I also think it's, it's critical and, and you talk about this a lot, Jenny, in mm-hmm. terms of how do we show that courageous vulnerability right. uh, and helping our kids understand that as adults, We deal with a lot of the same emotional challenges.
2: We sure do and I think a really important piece of that is all emotions are okay Mm -hmm. and making sure that that's okay in our home we model that by labeling all Mm -hmm. of the emotions not just the positive ones you know get your act together and think positively I wish that worked all the time but it just doesn't we have to label the fact that it's okay to have this realm of emotional experiences in our world and that we can rise from them and talking about our day and the things that went wrong and how we process that and how even though we may have been feeling stressed we acted differently anyway according to our values is a huge Piece of the puzzle, helping our kids kind of understand emotional vulnerability. Yeah.
1: Finally, let's, let's talk about outcomes. Okay. Uh, we live in an outcome-driven <laughs> society, a perfectionist society.
2: I wouldn't know anything about
1: that. <laughs> How do we help our kids uh, translate that?
2: You know, really focusing on effort rather than outcome. Mm. So we oftentimes say things like, hey, you know, did you get your homework done? Not, I noticed you spent a couple of hours on your homework tonight. That was awesome. You really had to like devote yourself to do that tonight. And when we create an atmosphere where effort is rewarded rather than outcome, it helps our kids really kind of push through and feel like they are capable.
1: Oh, I love that. Uh, And finally, I want to get to uh, just a couple things in our our last little bit here, Jenny. Mm -hmm. Uh, We live in this world, this social media world where everything looks perfect. And Mm -hmm. if you're not, you know, at the cool kids party or you're not at all the events, how do we help in this perfectionist, got to get ahead got to look good on on Instagram and you know got to mm-hmm. tweet the right things how do we help our, our kids in that space because often i think that's more <laughs> stressful than school
2: absolutely and it's in the palm of their hands right yeah. they have the ability to compare themselves to others just within split seconds as mm-hmm. we all do i do the same thing on yeah. instagram not the comparison is fatal vision right <laughs> <laughs> it sure is it really is and i think one of the biggest things i do in my practice with teenagers is help them identify their values Who do you want to be? How do you live authentically to yourself? And when we create an atmosphere where kids can explore their own values and come to their own conclusions, then the need to compare themselves to other people dissipates. Yeah. and they can kind of just be true to themselves, and that's, that's congruence. That's yeah. where there's not a lot of emotional space there for depression and anxiety if we feel like we're living true to ourselves.
1: Yeah, I think that authenticity is such a, mm-hmm. a critical piece of the puzzle, again, especially in a world where values and behavior don't always seem to line up.
2: Right, ex- exactly, and teaching people that, hey, you know what, when we match those together, that's when we really feel good. That's when the good stuff happens. Yes.
1: Fantastic. Jenny Howe, thanks so much for joining us. Great insight uh, going into school. All right, again, that's uh, my interview with Jenny Howe and uh, some great insight for uh, all of our kids heading back to school and for the parents as well. We'll break it down just a little bit more when we come back. Stay with us here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on a Monday on KSL News Radio.
0: I'm Dave Cawley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold.